Draw near to God. Somebody say, draw near to God. Drawing near to God is a wonder path. I don't even know why I wrote that down like that today, but I did because that's how it came to me. It's a wonder path to the blessing. And I think probably what the Lord was saying to me is when you walk down the path that God has you on, there are wonders after wonders. And he said there would be glory after glory. But drawing near to God is a wonder path to the blessing. Somebody say the blessing. James 4, 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Purify your hearts, ye double-minded. See, God doesn't just call us to draw near for His own benefit. Drawing near to God and walking in the Spirit becomes a lifestyle. And it becomes a lifestyle of victory for those who do it. See, there's so many different lifestyles that people are drawn to today. I'm so glad that as a child of the Most High God, I am drawn to and have the ability to walk in a lifestyle of victory. When I wake up in the morning, I do not have to dread my day. I can walk with assurance to know that He has victory planned for me before I woke up. And I guarantee you, if you get in an understanding of drawing near to God, the more you abide in God's Word, the more you abide in His presence, the more you learn to hear His voice, and the more victorious and successful that you decide that God has made it an ability for you to walk in, you will understand that you are His and He is yours. Somebody say amen to that. And... The word says this in Hebrews eleven six, But without faith it is impossible to please, please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of those that what? Diligently seek him. Now, the word reward is in that scripture. And the word reward means a prize. An honor, a gift. That's what you can expect when you spend time drawing near to the Lord. You can expect a prize. Paul talked about a prize. He said, I press toward the prize of the high calling of Jesus Christ. It's all right to want a prize tonight. There's some things that happens when you learn to draw near to God. First of all, when you draw near to God, this is number one if you want to write it down, God will draw near to you. Just like we read in James 4, 8, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. To draw near to God, as is talked about in Hebrews eleven six, is to diligently seek God. In other words, seek God on purpose. What does it mean to diligently seek Him? The word diligent means persevering, giving attention to, constant effort, being persistent. In other words, when you draw near to God, you don't just do so once in a while when the mood strikes, but you diligently seek Him to drop the things that are stealing your time from reading the Word. 
drop the thing. Make a decision that I ain't about to do that if it's about to take me away from the presence of God. Spending time with God becomes a priority in your life. Oh, I want you to know tonight, when you make God a priority, He makes you a priority. I said, when you make God a priority, He makes you a priority. He said that He is drawn to the praise of His people. Where the praise of His people is, He shows up. I want high praises to stand up to the name that we were given 24 years ago. I believe by the unction of the Holy Ghost that we are a place that praises go up because when praises go up, the glory, I'm talking about the Shekinah glory. I'm talking about the glory that fills the house. I'm talking about the glory that changes lives. The Shekinah glory comes down. It means when you have to go to work, you get up early enough to pray and spend time without skipping time with Him. It's a persistent and constant effort on your part to draw near. Somebody say, draw near. The Passion Translation of Hebrews 11.6, I love it. It says, He rewards the faith of those who give all their passion and strength into seeking Him. So what does it look like to you? Some call it pressing in. But it's not just pressing in to God or reading more of the Word or even praying more. It means pressing into His presence. In His presence, I find peace. In His presence... I find victory. In His presence, the joy of the Lord becomes my strength. In His presence. See, the reward is that He, in turn, for your pressing, will draw near to you. There's a closeness between you and God. A fellowship is started. A friendship is striked up, if you would. And there's nothing more precious than friendship with the Almighty. I've heard people even say negative things about the song, I am a friend of God. Because they say that, you know, to be a friend, and and they go into all this stuff, this legalistic stuff that you have to do, you have to do. But you know what? You know what the, the, the great thing about true friendship is? Is, matter of fact, today, I've been having some work done out here around the air condition putting some things in to make it safe and keep the leaves out and a friend of mine of I, I was standing out there with him today and and we always laugh and we always talk about past times and good times and but he's been my friend for we figured it up today 39 years he and I have been close friends and you know you can't make old friends You can make new good friends, but you can't make old friends because there's experiences there. Not every, I can tell you in the last 39, almost 40 years that he and I have been friends, there's been times that he and I disagreed on stuff. But today, we didn't talk about disagreements. There's times that I've helped him. There's stories he could tell you about me that I hope he never does. Because... I knew him, B.C., before Christ. (laughs) Or in that heathenistic 
time, you know. I always tell everybody I was raised Baptist until I was nine, Church of God until I was 17, heathen from 17 to 20, and then the Lord came to me. Thank you, Jesus. But sometimes in friendships, you have to do a little extra because sometimes your friend will let you down. But when you're true friends, you don't care to reach out. See, we are friends with a friend that will never let us down. But when we do make a mistake, he's always there. And he loves that friendship. I'm so thankful that there's nothing that's more precious than the friendship with the Almighty. When he draws near to us, the doors of communication are wide open. And you can hear his instruction. You can hear his correction. You can hear his encouragement. Somebody say, God will draw near to you. The second thing is that he will guide you into all truth. John 16, 13 says, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come. He will guide you into all truth. Somebody say, all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. When you're in tune with God, you get to follow Him to a very, very special place. And it's called the place of truth. Some people think that they know the truth, but they're deceived about certain things. God's the only one and true truth. And He says He'll lead us in His truth. Not just some truth. Not just a little truth. But we can, he, he doesn't even just take us to the part that we comprehend. But he said he would give us all the truth. But what does that really mean? Let me tell you what it means. If you're a businessman or a woman, it means that the Holy Spirit will show you how to increase your profits and re reduce your expenses. That's the whole truth. If you're a mother... It means that the Holy Spirit will show you how to settle arguments between your children. All the mama said, praise God for that. If you're a student, it means, see, I'm tired of, of, of just because maybe you're not the, the smartest person in your class. Or maybe you haven't got the intellect or the understanding that just everybody does. But God doesn't make mistakes. And I'm here to tell you, if you're a student tonight... Don't settle for what the world has told you you can have. He said he would draw you. If you're a student, it means that the Holy Spirit will show you how to excel in your classes. When you draw near to him. God is the author of truth. If there's a truth to know, he's the one to reveal it to us. If you're facing a problem today, don't drag around trying to handle it on your own. Take Jesus at His word. Start, start spending time with the Holy Spirit to give the, you the knowledge that you need to solve it. Somebody say, He'll give us all truth. He'll also show you the things to come. Woo! <laughs> he did that to me tonight, y'all. He will show you things to come. John 16, 13 says, He will show you things to come. That means the future. I was talking with a friend not too long ago and they were telling me how they had at one point in their life they just out of curiosity they'd went to a fortune teller 
And of course they said, don't ever do that. And I, don't worry. <laughs> Never thought about it personally, but, but they, 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 had done, they knew not to also, but they were in a place in their life, they were just exploring. And See, the world has a counterfeit for everything that God is. But no one can show you the future like the Spirit of the Lord. And I just want to ask this question. Would you like to see the future? Would you like to the advantage of knowing how to prepare for things to come? Most of us would. That's one of the rewards of drawing near to Jesus. When you abide in Him, you have access to the anointing with power that spans heaven and earth. That anointing teaches us all things. Somebody say all things. It causes you to know God in any situation. That's walking in what the Spirit of God tells us is victory. Now, victory don't come by walking in our own ability. Victory doesn't come by walking in our own mental capacity. If we rely on what we know in the natural, we'll never defeat anybody or anything. But if we abide in the anointing and the anointing abides in us, there won't be a single enemy that we can't bring to defeat in the name of Jesus. The Spirit of God will continually direct you and He will show you things to come. He'll reveal to you how to prevent problems. He'll show you when trouble's on its way. Even when tests and trials come, He'll help you walk right through them. And I'm here to tell you, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I'm going to add a little bit because I ain't going to stop. I'm going to walk through. Somebody say He'll show us all things. He'll also make you perfectly strong. Comparison is the biggest enemy to your success. Well, I don't praise as good as somebody else does. He will make you perfectly strong. Well, I don't know the Word like somebody else does. Well, there's two things. You can get in the Word and learn it, and He will make you perfectly strong. Nehemiah 8.10 says, For the joy of the Lord is my what? Strength. When you run into an impossible situation, one that you just don't have the strength or the ability to handle, are you tempted to give up? Are you tempted to accept defeat? Maybe, maybe it ain't just one challenge. Kenzie and I were actually having this conversation the other day. Maybe, maybe it's not just one challenge. Maybe, maybe you feel yourself going through a whole lot of stuff all at the same time. See, there's something that Satan uses and it's deceit and he tries to overwhelm you with things that you don't understand. And if he can get your mind boggled. See, there's a reason why we have to cast down vain imaginations. Do you know what a vain imagination is? A vain imagination is anything that is not what the Word says. The Word says you're an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. You trust in the blood of the Lamb. Get your testimony right and know that you were overcomer. Amen? Maybe it ain't just one challenge. Maybe you face an illness or a strained relationship. Maybe bad news, a temptation that you've never thought that you would be faced with before. See, here's the thing. God knew the moment He created you that you needed Him. 
I'm going to say that again. God knew the moment He created you that you needed Him. That's why the Word says His strength is made perfect in you. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. And He said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. But how do we do that? The word translated strength in this scripture is dunamis. It means God's miracle working power. Just think about that. When your human strength ends, God's strength takes over. He'll make, a, he'll make you perfectly strong. So you should never talk about your deficiencies. Not even to God. Because when we pray, we should pray the Word of God. And God doesn't call you weak. He calls you strong. God doesn't call you hated. He calls you loved. He doesn't call you scorned. He calls you victorious. We need to go to the Word. Instead of taking all the, the, the heaviness of the world and all that the, the heaviness that people try to put on you. And, it, 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 and your fight is not with flesh and blood. Understand that and always remember that. Your fight is with the devil. Your enemy, the devil, is roaming around like a, like a roaring lion. And it's like a roaring lion because he's really a kitty cat. He's really somebody that you can just take authority over and put him out. In the name of Jesus. We went on vacation one time and we had a cat. We had a business and the people were in our house every day. No offense to cat people here, but I know who my crowd is, all right? All right. But we went on vacation. We left the cat in the house. Big mistake. Hey, got people checking on it every day. When we first got the cat, we thought it was a girl, so we called her Sadie. Then we found out it was a boy. So LaDonna called him Satan because he was mean. I mean, you walk through the house and he just reached. I didn't walk by him with short-legged britches on because he would just latch on. Well, we left that cat all alone in the house. We got back, you know... The way LaDonna like to used to go to the beach is we would go and we'd be there the whole week. But that last day, oh, you got to squeeze in some beach time that last day. we got 10 hours to drive, but we're going to the beach before we come home. And so we left. We got home. It was a Saturday. We had to get up for church the next morning. It was really late. I'm talking like 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. We go in, and that cat had got mad and got in every bed and pooped and peed everywhere, all over the house. Kenzie says, not mine, so sorry. Glad you're glad you were protected. <laughs> well, I wasn't. And I took that cat. I throwed that cat as far as I could get him out in the yard. And I know. The cat lovers probably hate me now. You have to forgive me. But I told my connect group this story a few weeks ago, and they didn't hardly believe me, but Kenzie will, will back me up here. That cat was gone for a year. Am I telling the truth? Cat was gone for about a year. And one day, I threw that cat out. He left. She left. Whatever. He was confused long before today's confusion set in in the world. 
or we were confused about it. Why am I talking about this cat? But I am, so I'm going on with it now. But that cat came back about a year later. And, of course, if you're wondering where the cat was, there was a big farm next door, and there's lots of cats over there, so I guess he went over and hung out a while. He was ticked off at us. He came back. He stayed a few days. He left again. Thank you, Jesus. And we never saw the cat again. I know he's, he's doing great today. I have no doubt the cat is on the farm. But my point is, <laughs> it's going to be hard to recover after this, but I'm going to do it. See, had it been a lion, I would have been just as mad that he peed and pooped in my bed. But I would have not been near as confident to grab him by the mane and throw him out the door. Satan wants you to believe that he's bigger than what he is. And even though I guarantee I didn't wear short-legged britches around that cat, I wasn't scared of that cat because I was bigger than that cat. I was stronger. I was able to grab that cat and do with it what I wanted to. I'm here to tell you today that Satan cannot do what you don't allow him to do. You have authority through the power of the Holy Ghost that is inside of you. And he gives you the victory over every part of the enemy's scheme in your life. And I'm here to tell you today that you are victorious because... The Lord will give you perfect strength for the moment that you're in. Don't you allow the devil to tell you that you're not strong enough to walk through this sickness that the devil has brought on you. It's not, it's not a test from God. It's an attack from the devil. And you have the power because the Word of God says greater is he that is in you. The Word of God says that by his stripes you were healed. The Word of God says I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. The Word of God says that he is my source and my protector. That's what the Word says. Somebody say he will make you perfectly strong. He will give you everything you need. When you draw near to Him, He will give you everything you need. I said, He will give you everything you need. Woo, he will give you everything you need. Hallelujah, He will give you everything you need. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things, somebody say, all these things shall be added to you what do you need today what do you need today you need healing you need financial breakthrough you need a miracle in your relationship there's a promise you need to know about it and I just read it to you Matthew 6 33 it says when you seek God's kingdom first when you seek his righteousness all things will be added to you you don't have to struggle to fight to get what you need it's in the promise. Hallelujah. So you don't have to get up every day and go, oh, it's hard. It's hard. No, no, no. It's easy. What? Oh, it's e Now, the things that we deal with in the flesh is not always easy. But trusting God is easy when you draw near to Him. To seek Him first. And I believe it's simple, but it's not simple to a lot of people.
They feel, and here's why. I've heard people say, I've heard people say this statement. Well, it's my job to worry as a mother. Anybody ever heard that? I seriously have heard lots of people say, it's my job to worry as his father. Let me tell you something. As a father, when my 30-year-old, 25-year-old, 19-year-old is out on the road late at night, if I set up worrying about that, my health would be affected. My peace would be disturbed. I can't do that. I won't do that. Some people feel irresponsible if they don't worry about fixing something on their own. See, I totally agree that faith without works is dead. Amen? But what does it mean to seek Him first? Here's what it means. You put His Word first in every situation. No matter what your needs or goals are, it's the wisdom that comes from the Word of God that will get you to where you need to be. Somebody say, He will give you everything you need. I got one more. When you draw near to Him, He will anoint your natural abilities. Luke 4.18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To preach deliverance to the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. When God calls us to do something outside of what we would normally do, the first thing we think is, I can't do that. But I want you to know something. I'm going to use an old cliche that I've heard in, my, in, in, in my, all my days coming up in church. God is not looking for ability. He's looking for availability. He's, he's, it doesn't matter what you are in the natural it doesn't matter what you look like it doesn't matter how smart you are it doesn't matter what your birth order or your birth privileges have been the natural realm is no problem to a God that sits high and looks low he's got the ability and he'll give you his ability a lot of people get tore up when we talk about having authority around here. Not around here you don't get tore up, but people that come in to visit, people get tore up and you say, I can, I can whoop the devil. Understand something. In your own human ability, you couldn't whoop a gnat. But I got good news. When you draw near to God... He gives you a special anointing on your natural ability. What are you talking about, Pastor? I'm talking about when somebody gets up and in the natural, their singing might be a little off. But oh my gosh, it just clears the room because it just raises the power of God because there's an anointing on that natural ability. There's an anointing on what they put forth because they've been in a prayer closet. They've not been standing somewhere trying to get everybody to look at them. They've been seeking God in their prayer closet. I'm telling you right now, give me somebody that can be anointed instead of somebody that can hit all the notes. Give me somebody 
that can preach from the anointed place of being hidden in the house of God instead of somebody that can intellectually uh, uh, pr- just touch us in some way. I want to feel something. Draw near to Jesus moves you into a supernatural place where God's ability moves on your ability and you no longer are dependent on your own knowledge, on your own intellect and your own talent, but you depend on Him. He don't consider your bank account when He calls you. He doesn't consider your natural ability when He calls you. When He gives you an assignment, all that, all that He expects is that you obey Him Obey His promptings, that you come to Him, that you take the next step, that you trust Him, that you give Him all place to put His supernatural ability in you to accomplish what He's asked you to do. Don't ever look at yourself in the natural and say, I'm not suited for that. What He's calling you today, He'll equip you for. And He'll anoint you to do. It's it's beyond your own ability anyway. Then, draw near to Jesus. Walk in faith. God's ability will meet you there. When you draw near to Him, He'll draw near to you. He'll guide you into all truth. And He'll show you all things. Thank you guys so much for joining High Praises Church podcast today. We are so happy to have had you with us. If you just met Jesus for the first time and you want to commit your life to Him, repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you. I open my heart and I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps by the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for answering my prayer and saving my life. Amen. God is so good. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you and may he be gracious to you. Now, we want you to stay connected with our socials. You can find us every Sunday and Wednesday on our Facebook and YouTube live at The High Praises Church and catch us on our Instagram at The High Praises. Can't wait to see you next week. Take care.